0: As a mediator, that's what I did. I gave people help, hope, I gave them direction, I gave them skills. And that's what I've then transferred into my writing practice and my speaking practice. Giving people some basic tools, tips, and techniques that they just haven't learned.
1: And welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm R.V. Robinson, and I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, author of Speak Up, Get Clients, and a two-time best-selling author and your host today, for the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. And today I have a very special guest once again for you, and that is Ron Price. Ron, our speaker today, has been a mediator for over 30 years, a life and relationship coach since 2001, and he is the author of three books, Play Nice in Your Sandbox at Work, play nice in your sandbox at home, and you guessed it, play nice in your sandbox at church. Now, Ron holds a BA in sociology from the University of Rhode Island, a master's degree in counseling. counseling counseling from the University of New Mexico and is generally regarded as being able to make the finest guacamole that you have ever tasted. Yes, that's right, guacamole. Now today he is here to help us handle how to enjoy healthy relationships. So please welcome author, speaker... And avid pickleball fan, Mr. Ron Price. All right. Welcome, Ron. Welcome. What a fun introduction. A pickleball fan, huh? got it. Pickleball fan. And I can't wait to taste your guacamole. (laughs)
0: All
1: right. Well, let's just jump right in. First question I ask all my guests is... What do you think the characteristics are of a million-dollar speaker?
0: Consistency. Consistency, okay. Belief, belief that you're worth it, that you are indeed a million-dollar speaker, whether you are or not. Believing that you, your message is needed, and people pay a lot of money for a lot of things a lot of things far less valuable than the message that you have to share. In my particular case, I'm, I'm helping them prevent divorce, prevent workplace violence and, and poor morale, and I mean, put a price tag on that. So uh, staying consistent, uh, firm in your message, confident in your message. And get it That's out. From the jump to mind.
1: Right? Get it out there. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit about you. All right, so you're all about playing nice in sandboxes. So tell us a little bit about you and your business, and then a little bit about your books and why you wrote them.
0: Boy, how far back do we go? We got we got about three ah, hours for this, is right? Not that far? <laughs> is, that, is that right, Harvey? Is that about three hours? Um, Thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You know, let me start it with I got divorced after just less than two years. And it really, it, it shook me, it, it, it shook me. I, I didn't see myself being a divorce person. I'm not condemning anybody else who's divorced. Come on, I'm just saying for me, it shook me. And a few years later, I found a program in my local area where they were starting a, a divorce mediation program, mm. where if you had children and you wanted to end the marriage, don't go to a judge. And have them tell you what to do with the children, go to a mediator, try to figure it out by yourself. And even though there were no children in my ended (laughs) marriage, I still had a heart for that. And so for the next 29 years, I... I put myself between people who were at odds with each other, who didn't like each other very much. And if that doesn't tell you I'm a sick man, Harvey, I don't know what will. Right. So but you- it, was always, it was always a great joy to watch people come into my office, bitter, hostile, upset with each other and leave not best buds, but able to work together, able to cooperate when necessary, compromise when necessary and forge a working relationship for the sake of their children and for their own sake, for that matter. You did that, Ron, for over
1: 30 years. You got in the line of fire for over 30 years. So you truly are an expert. And uh, I'm sure there was a lot of gratification, not only helping them, but I'm sure in a lot of cases, they went out of the room feeling much better than when they came in the room. At least they weren't throwing things at each other or, you know, trying to kill each other. You know, so but that took a lot for you, you know, to uh-huh. as, even as a speaker to negotiate. And I mean, tell us a little bit about that. How are you able to navigate them through all that?
0: One, one of my key points is I give them hope mm. that a better relationship is possible. And in so much of life, RV, as you know, if you don't have hope that that situations can be improved upon, you're not going to spend the time, make the effort, spend the energy looking to improve them. If Why bother? We're, we're not wired to do that. So. As a mediator, that's what I did. I gave people help, hope. I gave them direction. I gave them skills, and that's what I've then transferred into my writing practice and my speaking practice. Giving people some basic tools, tips, and techniques that they right. just haven't learned. Right, and anywhere that, else.
1: That is absolutely a trait of a million-dollar speaker: is to give their audience hope. So beautiful, perfect. Now, are you still a mediator to this day?
0: You know, on the side, if somebody comes to me, they know I'm a mediator and they've got a concern. I'm not going to turn them away. I'm not so aloof and so busy that I won't find time to help people stop a dispute. But it's not the main part of my business, no.
1: Tell us about the main part of your business now.
0: The main part is I put together an online course. I went into a studio on three separate days and recorded 60, count them, 60 videos, each of them Five to seven minutes, quick hitters, where I just give a tip on how to stop an argument in its tracks, how to stop people from pushing your buttons,
1: how to, to,
0: again, move move a, a difficult, strained relationship in a better direction. So I put them into three different modules. Each module has 20 videos. And and I'm enjoying having people become aware of that, that if they learn, they can have healthier relationships.
1: So if they want to buy that online program, where did they go, Ron?
0: They go to RonPrice.com. Well, that's mm-hmm. My, my website is in surgery at the moment. That's not the right word. It's undergoing transformation. Under construction, we say. Under construction. That's the professional word. There you go. Right. But you can always send me an email, ron at ronprice.com, ron at ronprice.com. And I'll be happy to visit with somebody, again, with my books, my course, my virtual or in-person training. Uh, if there's a way for me to serve, I'd love to explore that opportunity.
1: Right. Okay, great. Speaking of books, let's talk about your books. You have three books and they all start out with play nice in your sandbox. So you have play nice in your sandbox at work and home and in church, which is interesting. So I want to go right to the church one. Okay. So when you say play, you know, because, you know, we know we need to play nice at, at home and in church and so, or not church, home and work. But Church, that's a surprise, because don't people automatically play nice at church?
0: Oh, wouldn't you think so? Yeah. Wouldn't you think so? Tell us about that. Before we go there, let me, let me go back up to the play nice. There, there are acronyms. And if you look oh, at the titles, okay. they're all in caps. Correct. So when play nice in your sandbox at work, the play is a four-step model to prevent trivial matters from blowing up on you and becoming a thing you don't need, want to deserve. And, and R.V., you know what I'm talking about. You've been embroiled in situations that not only were they not a hill to die on, they weren't a hill to get sick on, and yet there they are, consuming your time, your energy, your resources. and well, I am connecting I mean, with you? Emotion,
1: emotional energy, which is not what- Yes,
0: you- exactly right. We've all done that. So the play is how do you prevent those in a work situation? The nice. Is how do you resolve significant situations that you are going to face with others with whom you interact on a regular basis in the workplace? So I wrote that in 2016, 2018, I followed it up with at home. And again, the play is, is a totally different acronym. The piece is L A Y H stand for some another way to prevent conflict, the nice resolve conflict. And then I carried that over to at church. Play is prevent, nice is resolve. So, Excellent.
1: Now, let, I want to get back to the church one, but just if someone wants to buy these books from you, do they go to Amazon? Can, they, you know,
0: they can. I sell them cheaper directly. So okay. RonPrice.com Ron and they can get them on Amazon. That's fine.
1: Okay. Just in case they were out of country or something and they wanted. All right. So let's swing back to specifically talk about Play Nice at Church. Why did you write that? What's some of the lessons in that that we can all take away right now?
0: All right. You know, Arby, I'm still asking myself the question, why did I write that book? As you said, you wouldn't think that Christians need a book telling themselves they ought to get along and how to do it. I thought the Bible already did that pretty well, but... Right. Oh, when I did my research for the book, I, I solicited stories from clergy and lay people saying, hey, when have God's people not acted in a very Christ honoring manner? Mm. And, and what's that expression? Be careful what you ask for, because you may just get it. Yep. Oh, RV, some of the stories were heart wrenching. They just they just were. But I needed to know so the acronym the p shouldn't surprise anybody um and at work it's push the pause button and at home it's play 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 the importance of playing as a family in church it's pray 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 it is it is difficult to be in conflict with somebody who you are truly praying for
1: or i so
0: agree it, I it's agree. i mean i guess it's possible but here's my challenge in that chapter is whatever blessing you want from god Pray a double portion for the other person, your, quote, adversary, because the Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against powers and principalities. And so pray for the other person. Ask God to bless them abundantly. (sighs) Conflict with them is going to be rare, and if ever.
1: You know, that oh. is very good advice. Now, we can take that advice, though, not only just in people in church, but we could take that to people in home. We could take it to people at work. Now, one of the books that I think is missing, Ron, is, is how to play nice at school.
0: Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> is that Harvey, I knew you were going to say that. <clears throat> is that coming up? Is that on the horizon? It. You know, it was. It was I I originally thought I'd write for and at school was absolutely I was on my local school board for a couple of years and I've done a lot of training with with educators and so forth. I don't know. 2016, 2018, 2020. When should my next book come out? Huh? Um, Now. Yeah, I know. Let me see.
1: you You can make it like chicken soup of the soul. So it could be something like play nice play nice um, in your sandbox for teens right yeah, like yeah, need, yeah you could say play in your play nice in your sandbox for
0: seniors
1: All right, right. For yeah. Why
0: don't you write the book and i'll put my name on it come on Arby, you got you got <laughs> good ideas there <laughs>
1: Yeah, there you go. But, you know, there's a lot, you know, because even I'm sure, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, people, if they don't feel good, if they're getting older and they're in pain, they can get crotchety too and not play nice in the senior um, uh, facilities. And, of course, we know sometimes teenagers turn, not all of them, but some of them turn into an alien for a few years and disappear in their bedrooms and you never see them until they turn 18 or something, you know. So, that's an
0: interesting thought, RV. Before we go much further, though, let me back up to something you said, because it's okay. it's so important. The play nice in your sandbox at work, 100% of what I wrote in that book is applicable at home and at church. Okay. Because relationships are relationships. Sure. Probably 80% of what I wrote at home is applicable at work okay. and at church. Some of the romantic chapters, you know, probably not so. Not so good at the workplace or at church. But but again, most of it is relationships getting along. Probably 60% of what I wrote at church is applicable at work and at home. And if I may, let me give you my favorite chapter of, of any of the books. It's, it's the L chapter in at church. Okay. It's love yourself as you love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Now, People, even with a rudimentary awareness of the Bible, will say, Ron, you got that backwards. We're supposed to love our neighbor as we love yes, ourselves. Yes. Yeah,
1: that's one and, of the commandments,
0: yeah. And that's true biblically, but it's also the problem. We do ah. that. RV, you you are a confident woman. You are a successful woman. You, you are. I'm not just sucking up here. You are. And yet you still hear a voice in your mind from time to time that says, who do you think you are? Who do you think you're kidding? Now, I may be wrong, RV, but I I, I kind of doubt it because we all hear that critical inner voice. Now you've learned to tell that voice to shut up right? And not listen to it. Right, right. But so often we don't do that. We listen to that, again, critical inner voice. We get down on ourselves. We don't have a healthy self-love. And I'm not talking a braggadocious, ooh, I'm in the. I'm the greatest. You're lucky to be in my presence. Come on, <laughs> we don't need that. But a basic, you know what? I'm okay. I'm, I like myself. I love myself. Well, once I love myself, then I'm better able to love my neighbor. Do you hear what I'm saying? Right, right. If I don't right. love right. myself, I agree. I can't love my neighbor.
1: Right. Well, or if you don't love yourself, you could be jealous of your neighbor. You could covet your neighbors. Things, talents, or, or? Critical
0: of them. The whole the list could go on, absolutely. The
1: list could go on. So let's talk about you speaking for a moment, uh, because I know you do a lot of training. So mm-hmm. tell us about some of the training you do, who do you do it for, and what are, yeah, I'm assuming these are the topics, but are, are there any other topics in relationships that you teach, talk about, or uh, train people on?
0: Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorites is foundational principles for a productive workplace. And in that work, that presentation, I talk about the power of perceptions. Mm -hmm. Harvey, if I perceive you as a good person, a friendly person, you're somebody who's on my side, I'm going to treat you in certain predictable ways. If I perceive you as somebody who's just out for herself and is not on my side, I'm going to treat you more guardedly. Uh, in much different ways. And and it's not so much who you are as my perception of you. And we form perceptions all the time about ourselves, about others, about life. And we act on those perceptions without stopping to question, are they accurate or not? So I talk about the power of perceptions. I talk about the relational bank account. I, I didn't steal, I borrowed this from the Covey seven habits. He calls it the emotional bank account. I think yes. it's more accurate, the relational bank account. Are you making deposits or withdrawals? Yes. In your relationships. I in your so relationships. That. We don't yes. stop to think about that too often. Yes. And then I wrap up that presentation with the talking about listening and how important listening is and how poorly we do it much of the time. We hear without any effort. We think we can listen without effort. Uh uh-uh. That's not true so i love to do that when i do have presentations as you said on preventing conflict on resolving conflict another one that i love to do rv is humor fun and laughter in the workplace mm, That's or just in life we don't laugh enough right we don't sleep enough we don't laugh enough
1: <laughs> right right but i agree with that yeah
0: i'm not going to help you with the sleep during my presentations i I patterned myself after the late great Zig Ziglar who said he was kind of like the cross-eyed discus thrower. He didn't set records but he did keep the crowd alert. <laughs> I've always I've always appreciated that. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to sleep during my presentations, but you're going to laugh. And you're going to learn and you're going to come away with some some tips to to improve your ability to laugh your opportunities to keep humor, fun, and laughter in the forefront of your life, you'll enjoy life a whole lot better.
1: Now, tell us a little bit about these classes. Now, where are you located?
0: I'm in Farmington, New Mexico, but oddly enough, there's an airport right by me. So, I'm
1: not not
0: opposed to fly, or I'm also a certified virtual trainer. I love to do
1: so that was my question. Do you do people have to go live? Do you come out to businesses and companies? A lot of companies now are working virtual right. and they're staying that way because people right. love to work at home. Hello. you yeah. know, and and,
0: and, uh, so and you know, RV, with the breakout rooms that you can do, you can still make it hands on. You can get people networking together, which is so important. And, and so, yeah, it's it's not the best, but it's it's pretty good.
1: Good, good. So you will do online online okay. training. Excellent. Oh, yes. If someone wants to talk to you about that, they can just go to your website and contact you there, right? Yeah.
0: Yep. Or email again while the while the website's under construction. Ron at ronprice.com is the better way.
1: Beautiful. Okay. Well, our time is up for today, but I want oh. People to know how to get a hold of you. I think you have a free gift, right, uh, for everyone. So, how do people grab that free gift? First of all, and then I have one more question for you.
0: All right, the free gift is is five destructive germs that are destroying relationships today. Germs. Five, five common germs that sicken, infect, and sicken, and ultimately kill off relationships. And boy, during COVID, isn't that a a timely. Uh, they're, again, they're not germs in the physical health sense, but they are behaviors, regular occurrences that if you have too many of them, your relationship will sour and perhaps end. So five destructive relationship germs and what to do about them, how to protect against them. Again, at the moment, till my website is back up and running properly, ron at ronprice.com, just say, send me the PDF. You'll You'll get it you'll get it
1: nice now we are in february and of course february is best known for valentine's day and mm-hmm. valentine's day is all about relationships so i just want to switch gears for a real quick second because we talked about work and church and all of this but what advice do you have for the couple to play nice in their sandbox
0: i'm going to give you the first one that popped to mind RV is, is sit down, each of you, with a pad and pen, and separately write down memories, joyful memories that come to mind. Vacations, awards, promotions, birth of children, wedding, whatever. Just sit back, look over your life, in fact, not just your marriage, your relationship, your life. What are some top events that but to this day, still put a smile on your face. So you write them out. I, I encourage people to go for a hundred. Don't worry about it. If you only have 50, 75, 20, I don't care, but make that list and then come together. And, and one of you ask the other, Hey, what's your number seven? Oh, number seven. That's the time we took that cruise. Remember? And we met those people that were just so much fun. And we did this and this, and you don't just say, Oh, it's the time we went on the cruise. No, you relive it. You you rekindle the memories and the other person goes, oh, yeah, I, I remember we did this and this. And you spend five or 10 minutes reliving that joyful moment. You will rekindle the joyful feelings that you had when you first experienced that memory. Then that person says, all right, what's your number 17? 17. Oh, yeah, that's the time we drove to Boston. Remember, in the, it was raining, we had the flat tire, and we were just laughing, and those people came by to help us. And, and again, you just, you just relive it as vividly as you can, and it engenders feelings of togetherness, of joy, of laughter that is so healing for life and for relationships. 100-item game, if you will, call it what you want, exercise, do it. I know you'll like it.
1: That's a great exercise, great advice. And that's something people can do on Valentine's Day, you could do it while you go to Mm -hmm. breakfast, lunch or dinner, and just Mm -hmm. sit there and just jot down start your list or do the list ahead of time and then bring the list with you and talk about I think that would be uh, a lot of fun. So that is Great advice. Yes. And let me add one quick
0: sentence. I know we're running out of time, but but just do two or three. Do however many. Set a time limit. Don't sit there for hours and hours and hours. But then put it aside, but every every week or two, pull it out. Hey, let's play that game again. Let the kids put down some of their favorite memories. Do it as a family yeah i I like that recommendation i know you'll enjoy it
1: i love it i love it all right so we 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 are going to wrap it up right now ron but it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and so what is the, the last question i want to ask you what is the last thing or comment or brilliance that you want to leave our audience with today
0: Harvey, you ask such great questions, and you don't prime people for them in advance. I admire that. No,
1: I don't. You don't.
0: I love that. And it's my tagline. Conflict is inevitable. You you are not going to get off this planet with never having experienced conflict in your life with people that you are no more perfect than you are, and you interact with them on a regular basis. Conflict is inevitable. Damaged relationships, poor morale, those, those are optional.
1: Hmm.
0: You have have, you'll have conflict if you handle it well conflict can be a positive relationship enhancing experience not a relationship destroying or damaging experience how's that for wisdom
1: that's beautiful okay. brilliant brilliant all right so again how do people get a hold of you because again you've you know you can have so many people Anybody listening on this call could use you and use your advice, again, to resolve their conflict and keep their relationships intact. So how do they get a hold of you one more time?
0: Ron at ronprice.com, or I'm even old fashioned. I don't mind people calling me 505-330-8795, 505-330-8795. Love to talk to you. We can set up a Calendly, I can send my Calendly link if I was thinking I would have sent that to you earlier. We could set up a time to chat together and see how we we can work together to help people improve their relationships.
1: That sounds good. And if you want Ron to speak at your event or do some training for your company, make sure that you reach out to him because he truly is a million dollar speaker and trainer. All right, Ron, thanks one more time for being on the show. Really appreciate it. So that's our show for today. Tune back next week to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review. And feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million-dollar speaker.